0: Howdy, hobos. I am so happy right now. I love how we get to come together in this digital format to share the stories of our experiences. Uh, My name is Mark, by the way. I'll be your camp host. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. Uh, You're going to want to pull up close to the virtual campfire today and make yourself comfortable because I think that this story that we're about to hear from Sarah is probably the most hobo story to ever be told here at Hobo Safe Camp. Uh, you can go follow Sarah on Instagram at piney underscore priestess. Uh, that's where I met her a few years ago. Uh, we've, been, we've been friends for a while. I've been trying to track her down to get her to be on the virtual campfire for a couple years now. And you know something? I'm glad she didn't do it earlier. Because back then, the story that we're about to hear was just getting started. And who knows what would have happened had we connected earlier. This story might be different. Or maybe not. Maybe it would be the same. I don't know all i know is i'm glad we get to hear it today Uh, but before we get started just want to take a quick moment to remind you about www.openlinesradio.com yeah i know it's a website and i know what you're thinking website 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 we're in app culture i get it but come on give a hobo a break here just open a browser on your phone and check it out It's where you can find links to all the different Open Lines Radio podcasts, links to find uh, Open Lines Radio on your favorite podcast app, Uh, links to donate so we can continue to keep Open Lines Radio ad-free. That's right, you won't get any promo codes here, friends. And if that's what you're looking for, if promo codes are what you're into, they're really easy to find. Go listen to literally Every other podcast in the world, and you can collect every promo code. They're all out there. And then come back here and listen to Open Lines Radio for more enlightening content. But if opening Open Lines Radio on a browser is too much work for you, I get it. I get it. Please at least go follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to follow me at tincan.telephone. And you might as well follow the Hobo Safe Camp account to at Hobo Safe Camp. You can do that, can't you, at the very least? Okay, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Let's get to the action, and there's a lot of it. Friends, colleagues, fellow wandering hobos in this astral experience, I ask you to please pick up the magical tin can telephone with its cord that wraps through the universe, manifesting as beautiful light. It touches every one of us. It connects each of us to each other through the human experience. Put it up to your ear and fall into the conversation. It only sounds overly dramatic. It's really not, I assure you. Sarah, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all alone.
1: I'm
0: just a rambling hobo.
1: I ramble all alone
0: Ain't got no one to love me No place to call my home It's nice to finally talk to you.
1: It really is. It really
0: is. You're you're uh, as elusive as a Sasquatch. <laughs> I've been trying to <laughs> pin you down for years. <laughs> I finally got you. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> that's funny. I um I've been racking my brain through all of my stories and like checking in with people like like can you remind me of the stories that I have? And I'm like, "Oh shit, that's a good one." <laughs> <laughs> and it literally just came to me the first one, like it's super awkward and gross and uncomfortable and it's kind of funny now that it's in hindsight, but it's a good one and it's the kind of shit that like you can't make up.
0: Okay. Well, I'm ready.
1: Okay, so, so when I first was on Instagram, I um, – how do I start this? When I first started doing my Piney Priestess account, I was, like, living my best life. I was totally in love with the guy I was with. We had this beautiful home, and it was such a beautiful life. And all of that fell apart, and it took me such a long time. It was such a crazy journey recovering from that. And the beginning of that journey was me packing my car. So we were living in Jersey. I moved back to my dad's house in Pennsylvania. I, I couldn't take it. And then I just packed my Honda Accord up and I was like, fuck this shit. This and was had, a like,
0: couple of years ago, right? Like
1: 2017.
0: Okay, two years ago. Some,
1: yeah, and I had like no money. I had like maybe a few hundred dollars to my name, like nothing. I didn't know anyone. And I was like, I'm going to Maine.
0: <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, why are you going? He, I'm like, I don't know and just going like because people dream about getting their car and just going somewhere and like very few people actually do it and it wasn't even courage or boldness it was straight up like fuck this that drove me to do it it was like foolishness and like madness it wasn't courage.
0: what were you like sticking your middle finger up at what was what what was it that was pissing you off that you were like (laughs) fuck this
1: such a good question um just the deep heartbreak and disappointment like just being able to turn on the same radio station as my ex and like knowing that he wasn't wanting the same things I wanted and just knowing that I was valuing and making the relationship and the love we shared such a priority and he just was like moving on to like following his own journey just and and like and that time being at my dad's house like the house was crumbling there was a huge plumbing leak from like the ceiling to the basement like the whole kitchen wall was missing i had no shower like for a while we had no fridge and we're putting our food in a cooler and i was like so i'm camping in my house (laughs) so if i pack my car it's really not a downgrade it's like a lateral move if i live (laughs) out of my car (laughs) right
0: yeah yeah
1: so i was like fuck this the heartbreak the dysfunction the crumbling like walls i was living in I was like, shake dude, it
0: up and restart.
1: I was like, living out of my car is not the most horrible thing to
0: me at this <laughs> point.
1: <laughs> so I like, okay. So I ended up going on this journey to Maine. I was like, and I was like, I have to get as far away as possible, but also close enough that like, if I end up with no money and nowhere to stay and like no food to eat, then I can go back home and like admit defeat. Yeah, so like, go, after, go back like, to the 12 pool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Back to the cooler, dude. So, um, 12 hours north. I had like one friend that I knew in Maine, actually through Instagram, and we hung out for like a week, but then we kind of clashed a little bit. And so I responded to an ad on Craigslist way up north, like exit 300 on 95, like super close to Canada, and he like wanted someone to help him with his like gorilla weed grow. I was like, yep, sign me up. <laughs> so I drive, like, 300 miles north of the border to Maine, and I make these, like, and mind you that, like, when people leave civilization and don't want to be a part of it, like, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Like, yeah. people kind of just, they just don't want to be accountable. They just, they just want to be as weird and crazy as they want without any checks and balances. So I'm living in this like trailer outside of this house and this couple, they like hate each other and they drink every night and they threaten to kill each other until four in the morning and they're screaming at each <laughs> other. <laughs> and I'm sitting, I lasted a week. Okay. But I'll tell you, this the was case. their we. This
0: was their grow. Yes. The, the, and a okay. the, the couple.
1: Yes. But he was too old to do it himself. So he was hiring young people to like go out into these woods and like plant all these plants. And um, these woods were crazy. Like hundreds of miles of vast of like uninhabited vast wilderness that I think it was owned by some gas company. Like, if you made a wrong turn, that was it. It was you were done. There was no going. there's no finding your way back. Right. I mean, I was covered in like scratches and bug bites and bruises. Like it looked like I was abused, and we planted like dozens of plants in all these different like spots. And one day we came back from this grow. I forget. I think it was in the morning and this dude was like, okay, this dude, he, he had this weird handlebar mustache. And when he talked, he sounded like Yosemite, Sam. <sighs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, is that really your voice?
0: <laughs> I reckon.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Like just that deep, like country. Yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: the real deal. So, oh,
1: So he's like, he's trying to find people that'll like be um friends with benefits so he was trying to like get laid on top of it and this woman that he was living with they weren't really married i think they were like dating when they were younger and then she would just come home and find him like having sex with other women so they just kind of became roommates and friends and anyway so where i was i was in the house and and he comes up to me, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm trying to remember this clearly. Hey, things are going really good with us. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm learning a lot from you. And, you know, we're we're butting heads, but I'm learning, and we're getting shit done, and it's good. And he's like, you know, what did he say to me? And literally this woman was just out of earshot, and she walked right in after he said these words. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, he's like, I wish you could just tolerate me a little bit more. And I was like, what's to tolerate? You know, we... We learn, we get shit done, we plant some plants, and he's like, "No, I'm talking about sexually." And I was like, "What do you what?" And then he's like, "Yeah, he's like, there doesn't have to be any penetration or anything. I'm just talking about a little <laughs> bit of munching, literally." And she walks in the door right after the words escape his mouth, and I, and I'm like, "Wow, perfect, how you didn't just hear that because you were five <laughs> feet away, and you just walked, <laughs> like, and you just walked with an earshot after he said those words. Stand there, I'm like." <laughs> <laughs> literally walked out, <laughs> ran into my trailer, got the rest of my shit, threw it in my bag, and was like, I'll be back. The fucking left. <laughs>
0: Never, Never came, came back. back.
1: Never. Yeah, and that was like, ugh, it was like the grossest thing ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and was that your, that was your first experience after packing your sh- shit up in your car and heading out?
1: Um, that was the I mean,
0: beginning of this journey?
1: It was like the second leg of the journey. <clears throat> Okay. The first one was actually really magical and amazing and beautiful. Hey. Um, but that was just kind of like literally the top gro- like the top of all the grossest things that any man has ever said to me. That is number one. <laughs> <laughs> and no one heard it. It was just me and him. I was like, wow, I don't
0: really want to <laughs> <hear> that. <laughs> oh man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That is uh, well Gross. that's that's quite a pickup line.
1: It's like, dude. And if you saw this man, I mean, he was like round with that handlebar mustache and that Yosemite Sam voice. I'm like, dude, do you get laid with that mouth and that whole setup? Like, is that how you get laid? Because, like, ew. <laughs> it
0: might, it might work with uh, people who are, aren't so strong. Maybe. Dude,
1: out. I- out where there's no population and there's like no police and there's like nothing.
0: Who are the people that are that are going out there to work out there? Is it just people? I, that I mean, are there's trying like, to get off the grid, like 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 you were. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. People who are just trying to like do desperate. their own thing and not have to like answer to any, um, you know, basic like, ground rules of, like, civilization.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then you find when you get out there that it's pretty, it's like the Wild West.
1: <laughs> it was, it was. I really did originally want to go out west, but I was too scared, so I was like, what's the furthest I can go without going there? I was like, north! <laughs> 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 and I was in Philly, and I was like, get me out of this armpit. So, I just drove up north, and when I first got there, I met my friend in New Hampshire, i crossed the border into Maine, and her car breaks down, and right in front of this dude who's walking his dog and he's like hey i live right down the road you can pull your car up and he was the nicest dude and we were and then she ended up hooking up with this guy because but she lived around there or her parents did but he said to me he was like i can't believe what you're doing you came out here knowing nobody having nothing and he was like he's like that is so courageous he's like you will never have to spend a night in your car you will always have a place to stay if you ever need a place to stay you just call me and you can always crash on my couch
0: Nice. Like the first day I got there. are I good people there. out there.
1: Oh, my gosh. And then, and you know how I'm crazy with the crystals because that mm-hmm. was my whole thing. His little 12-year-old boy is outside and there's a sand pit and he's digging up all these crystals, garnets, tourmalines, quartz, all this stuff. Because I guess the people who used to live there like dug all this stuff. So my first day there was like me, um, you know, meeting this really kind dude, hanging out with his son, digging up crystals in the sand pit like my first day.
0: Flash forward. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the opposite.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy. I know. That is crazy. But so so you get you pack up your car. Yeah. Get the hell out of there. Yeah. Where do you go?
1: Okay, so my friend that I spent that first week with, one of the things we did was we drove up to this town that's outside of um, Moosehead Lake. Which is like still a good three hours north of the border of Maine, like in the mountains. And we meet this apothecary because um, she needs to get some Rick Simpson oil for her aunt who's dying of cancer. So we meet this woman, and she has these twin daughters, and they just totally warmed up to me. They're like, hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I made a fairy bag. They like fold this leaf into a little pouch and they like stick a rock in it. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you kids. <laughs> And then I just ended up calling her and was like, so, hey, I kind of got, like, verbally molested. (laughs) Can I come? (laughs) And I was like, do you, like, need a nanny? She was like, actually, I do. And I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I've nannied most of my life, so it just kind of, it was really weird. It just showed up and, like... I just found needs and I just filled them and they just kind of one one like link on the chain led to the next link. Uh-huh. And then I ended up spending the rest of the summer there just like nannying her kids and um, and that was like beautiful and magical. And then the end of the summer came and it was kind of like the need for me kind of started to fade out and and then I met someone who happened to own a crystal shop. <laughs> so I started dating him.
0: All right, that sounds like and, a match made in heaven
1: i know and was it and it was but i wasn't ready
0: Uh, it was too soon
1: it was too soon yeah and it sucked because he was he was really amazing he was loving and it was really perfect you know to like be with someone who owned a crystal shop and just to be a part of that yeah um but i try i went so i went back i went back south i packed up my shit and then i went back up north to like you know to try to see if i could make this work and i couldn't even last one winter Cause those min- those winters in Maine are so long and they're so silent yeah. and they're kind of isolated.
0: And you, I mean, you're you're not no stranger to the cold. It's just more of the the isolation.
1: Yeah, and it's weird too because I, I'm okay with isolation. I'm quite introverted and introspective, but I and I was very surprised to realize that it got to me the way it did. Cause I'm always trying to push people out. And, like, cl- shut the door to my right. room so people will leave me alone. And I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. And I'm like, wow, I'm really not fine. <laughs> <laughs> I really got way more of what I was asking for than I ever wanted. <laughs> yeah.
0: Be careful what you wish for. <laughs>
1: totally. So, um, and then, okay, so so I leave and I come back. And then I um, I work and I, like, I, you know, and I, I take a sabbatical from dating and all that. And then... I'd say this year I ended up connecting with someone that I also knew from Instagram, the crystal community. We had traded crystals like four years ago. Well, actually he sent me crystals and I, for some reason I never sent him back any, I don't know why. And, um, I don't want to, I guess I won't say any names, but, um, so I'm dating this. So I actually, you know, he starts, he's, he comes back on Instagram and out of the blue i guess he was off for a while and we lost touch and i saw him and i was like oh hey and i saw that he was making jewelry making rings and i had this weird feeling i was like if i reach out to this guy i have a feeling something's gonna happen so i held off and then i just reached out and we started dating and then um He lives in Colorado, and I was really trying to get to Colorado. I had put a Colorado postcard, like, in my prosperity corner to manifest a way out there. And I was telling life, like, get me out west. I'm too scared to go by myself. Send me someone who will bring me out there. And he did.
0: You'll go go out into the woods of Maine by yourself.
1: Right. You don't want
0: to come out west.
1: Yes. Isn't that stupid? (laughs) (laughs) Because I can drive home from Maine. Uh,
0: Okay, okay. That makes but,
1: sense. Right? It's like a weird backwards logic. <laughs> but uh, based on fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I had more room to fall flat on my face as long as I stayed on the East Coast. But when I went out West, it was more scarier to fall on my face and be broke and homeless because I had no friends or family to, like, you know, to admit defeat to. And wow. I had it's so, Which ended up happening in the end, so... So we start dating in March and the astrology was really bad. Like it was a new moon in Pisces conjunct Neptune and Mercury was stationing retrograde in Pisces. So mind you, like Pisces is a sign of like illusion. Neptune is a planet of illusion, confusion and delusion, just total disconnect from reality and, um, just being lost in fantasy world. And, and, and our astrology was just no bueno, but I'm very much (laughs) like, okay, astrology is what it is, but free will and people are bigger than their astrology and people can transcend their astrology. And I'm a huge fan of free will. So I would hate for someone to look at my chart and, and make a conclusion about me without giving me a chance to show them who I am. Right. So I have all this knowledge I have all this astrology and I'm like, I'm still going to go out there. Any other astrologer would have been like, that's a major risk, but it, I'm a risk taker. What can I say?
0: So- <laughs> Clearly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So- <laughs> I am. Um- <laughs> So I move out. He flies back and, like, meets my family, helps me pack my car, drives out. And, you know, summertime, I last about the summer. And he goes into my phone and he sees a message that I wrote to my friend about how I miss Steve, which is the one that I lived with for three years when I had that house in the pines, that beautiful life.
0: Right, right. At the start of the story. Yeah.
1: It all boils (laughs) down to, like... I literally that, that chapter of my life was Eden for me, and then and then it fell apart, and then a lot of the past few years that fell apart into 2016, and a lot of the years following were, were my attempt to like really recover from that. And I'm I'm finally really truly feel like I'm like I can like see the summit of my mountain. I'm like getting there. But so he goes in my phone and he sees this message, and he lies to me about going into my phone, but I know he did. So he's trying. So he's like, hey, he's like, are you he's like, did you like write a message to your friend about, you know, missing? He was like really trying Uh to lead me to it. And I'm like, you would only know that if you went into my phone. (laughs) And I was like, flat out denying it. I'm like, I'm just going to keep denying it until you admit that you went into my phone. So in the end, it just kind of escalates. And then he finally admits he went into my phone. I'm like, I knew it. So what happens is I fly back east on my birthday because I registered for an astrology conference as a present to myself before he and I started dating. So I'm at this conference on my birthday, and he's angry that I'm not talking to him and calling him more, but it's, like, super overwhelming. There's all these lectures and all these people, and and he breaks up with me at the conference by text. Okay. Uh, all my shits Typical. across country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, good. It's my birthday, and I'm homeless. And I'm here across country. <laughs> and and it's not the first time it's happened. And you're I've, missing I've been, Steve. Yes. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, so for, I like... Let's not forget, you're still in mourning. I mean, there's still a lot yeah. going on right now.
1: I know, I know. And so, and here's the crazy thing, is that I've only been to two astrology conferences in my life, and both conferences, I found out that I was getting kicked out of where I was living. Both. <sighs>
0: I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing or a good thing. It might be It might be a no. blessing. Yeah. It was really maybe super bizarre. Maybe you should do it more.
1: I know. I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm not going to my next conference until, like, I have my own place and no one can take it away from me. Or
0: <laughs> well, maybe that's what the next one will bring.
1: I hope so. I mean, so my first conference, this is a really cool story, actually. My first conference was at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, and it was Stephen Forrest, and it was all about Neptune, and um do you know ricky williams do you watch football at all
0: yeah yeah
1: okay i don't know anything about football the miami dolphins but... oh really so yeah. ricky williams is at my first conference he's really big in astrology and i didn't know until someone was like blah blah, blah that's ricky williams and i was like um what does that mean <laughs> oh ricky williams blah, blah blah and then i was like oh and then we end up talking later and he like breaks down lilith like asteroid lilith dark moon lilith black moon lilith and i'm like dude I'm getting schooled by a football player on Lilith <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> well, he actually walked away from it, so it was like, "I'm done. I'm gonna go smoke weed and meditate, yeah, a
1: spiritual journey." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, dude! My first conference. I find someone who like left the Matrix and went on his quest. <laughs> it was amazing." And I told, I called my I called Steve and was like, "Steve, babe, guess what, dude? Ricky Williams and Dark Moon Lilith, and I just got schooled." <laughs> he's like babe that's awesome guess what my dad's selling the house we have to move out I was like dude I was like that just like my gut and that was like the beginning that was like the beginning of like the dark night for me
0: and And then and you thought you'd already experienced it yeah and then here it was again
1: yeah so that was in 2016 when that happened with Steve. Oh, that, that was, was the first
0: favorite. one. Okay, right, right. Yeah, That's the first that was one. The okay. First
1: one. And then the second conference, I was like, oh, my second conference. You know, I was supposed to go to this big one in Chicago, but I had to turn it down because I got a job offer, and that was a really hard decision to make. But I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this conference for myself as a gift, and so I went, and it was incredible. I met so many amazing people, and I connected with really successful astrologers who gave me free readings that normally charge like $300 for readings. And meanwhile, this dude that I just started dating in Colorado is texting me like, fuck your heart, get your shit and get the fuck out. Like, I'm like, oh my God, how is this so amazing and so terrible at the same time? And, um, so I fly back and oh gosh. Okay. So I'm like, how do I, this is like, this is kind of crazy. So I fly back, and I'm like, shit, I'm homeless. <laughs> and I don't know where to go. And um, I was like, but I'm sure as fuck not going back east. Because, like, I'd been out here long enough to know that um, that I, just, I wasn't going back.
0: Yeah, cause... you weren't going to go back and admit defeat this time.
1: No. That's
0: what the West does to you.
1: <laughs> Doesn't it? I just It was calling me for so long, and I just felt, like, so... I just it was so suffocating like my soul felt so suffocated on the east coast it's a really um the space is overpopulated everyone's extremely dead inside and jaded and when you try to like be a thriving soul that expresses itself out there people are kind of like what are you doing like take the pill dude get in the matrix and be jaded like what's wrong with right. you <laughs> yeah. Like, what's wrong with you yeah. <laughs> and um So I flew out and and I didn't even try to fight for the relationship. I was kind of like, fine, dude, if you're going to treat me like this on my birthday, like what's your, you know, like, wow. And meanwhile, I flew out for his birthday. I bought a plane ticket. I flew out for his birthday. Like I, I'm just like, you're going to just treat me like this on my birthday. And he, okay. And he justifies it still to this day. He's like 10 out of 10 times. I kick someone out for betraying me and I don't regret it one bit. And he says that he said, he said to me, you deserve worse than what you got. And meanwhile, I was like, I mean, me and my dog slept in my car. Like, I'm a woman. Like, you kicked me out alone with no family out here, no friends. And, like, and he didn't even. So, okay, so I fly out and I land on um, September 11th, right? That whole week, I was staying at this woman's house I was babysitting for and, like, gradually packing up my shit. But I went to the, the Denver Gem Show was happening when I got there. So I get there, and I'm like, okay, everything's falling apart, everything's total shit, but I'm at the Denver Gem Show, and I win this raffle for, like, $300 worth of crystals from this Brazilian dealer, okay. and, and I'm Brazilian, mind you, my mother's Brazilian,
0: Okay.
1: so I'm just like, again, this thing where, like, everything's so amazing and, like, falling apart, like, everything's falling yeah. apart and being so amazing. Yeah, yeah, separately. <laughs> yeah. And it's so weird. So I met, so the dude who I won the raffle from, his name was Julio. And then I met this other woman named Julia, a different Brazilian vendor. And she gave me like a sick amount of quartz, crystals and tourmalines and all this stuff for like nothing. Like I paid nothing for all this shit. And they're both Brazilians. Like one woman, Julia and the other man, Julio (laughs) like jewel. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is this? And, um, so so I'm like and I was really surprised to find out that once I saw my ex in person that I was like no I don't want to break up I want this to work and all of a sudden all the feelings came up and I was like fighting for the relationship and trying to like fight for him to see that you know I didn't cheat I just wrote a message to my friend saying they missed my ex it's not cheating and I'm sitting here like yelling and like yelling to the heavens like I didn't cheat (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah and um so ended up, so a week later he ends up kicking me out, and I wasn't gonna take the dog. At first he says you can have, he's like, do you want to take the dog? And I was like, well, I do, but I don't have a stable place for her. And then the very last day, he's kicking me out, and I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking taking her. Like if you're gonna treat, if you're gonna do this to a woman, like that dog's better off with me than you. And I was like, oh, I'm taking her. <laughs> <laughs> so we get in the car, and he's like, get the fuck out, never look the fuck back, and like slam the door. Slammed my car door, like took a crystal of mine from my car that he gifted me. I'm just like me and my dog are just sitting there staring at each other like, (laughs) fuck, what are we going to do? And then I, so the woman I babysit for, I call her and she was like, oh, your dog can't stay here. You're going to have to get your things and go. I was like, wow, kicked out of two places in one
0: day. Oh, man.
1: Right. And then, okay. And then this gets weird, but awesome. So we slept, we spent the night in my car. I woke up the next day feeling like total ass, like just dirty, grimy and like unloved and like forgotten and abandoned, but it was amazing. Like sleeping that night. Like I've spent the night in my car before by choice, but never like against my will. So that changed my life. Like if I ever hear people complaining, I'll be like, dude, do you have like running water and like a bed to stretch your legs out in? And do you have like plumbing? (laughs) Like shut (laughs) the fuck up. (laughs) Like Don't (laughs) you dare complain to me? Like, do you have a fridge and a kitchen, like a stove (laughs) that works? (laughs) <laughs> like, do you have four walls? Like, fuck off. <laughs> right. And so the next day, um, I have no plan. I'm calling shelters and, like, hotels to see where I can take the dog, Airbnbs, nothing. I don't find anything. And I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? And then this woman comes up to my car and she starts petting my dog. And she's like, she's like my age. And I just look at her and I was like, my ex kicked us out. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. And she looks me dead in the eye and she's like, the same thing happened to me four years ago. And she walks around to my side of the car and she was like, I have an extra room. You can have a bed. You can spend, have a good night's sleep. You can have a shower. I started crying in her arms. Crying in her arms. She's like, it's going to be okay. I was like, hold
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this alternating between yin and yang. <laughs> as soon as one door slams in your face, another door is there to... to hug you.
1: (laughs) I I know! I couldn't believe it. She was like, go take a hike and just know that things are going to be okay. And I was like, who are you? (laughs) Like, where have you been all my life? And then we meet later, and she walks me through the grocery store, and she's like, what do you want for dinner? Pick out the food that you want. (laughs) I was like, the most... I was like, are you a cancer? And she's like, yes. (laughs) Because cancer's so mothering. And I had one friend on Instagram who's also a cancer. And... I don't know if you know her, her name's Carrie. And um, she was actually in Colorado and texting me like, are you OK? I just want to make sure you're OK. Like, I'm so sorry I don't have a place for you because it was late. By the time I got kicked out, it was like 10 o'clock. But she was checking in on me like a mom. And I was like, are you a cancer, too? And she's like, yes. And I'm like two cancer women and the other woman who gave me a place to stay, her name was Carolyn. So two cancer women whose names began with C-A-R, like caring, just like rose <laughs> yeah. up. It was like, it was like really angelic. And then, and then I got a good night's sleep and a good meal and a good shower. And the next day I found a room in Arizona. And mind you, it was really hard to find rooms. Like you have to apply, do rental applications and pay all these fees and do deposits. And I found this elderly couple who, who the room just opened up like two days before because the uh, other tenant, his mom passed away and he had to leave. And he was like, I got a lot of other calls. He's like, but I have a good feeling about you. I'm going to hold this room for you. And he's like, no deposit necessary. Just come stay the last week in September. You can give me October rent. And I was like, what?
0: What, what made you look for rooms in Arizona?
1: Um, I knew I wanted to stay out west. And I knew that... Um, I remember hearing that Arizona was more affordable. Um, Sedona has been calling me for a really long time. And it was just a feeling. It was just a feeling that I was following. I just knew that I knew something here was calling me. I couldn't describe it, but usually whenever I have a feeling and it's strong and it's indescribable, and I follow it, like magical things happen. So I don't question it anymore. I just go. Like people are like, what are you doing? Like, what's your plan? I'm like, shh. There's no (laughs) magic. There's no magic in plans. I'm just showing up and meeting something that's calling me. (laughs) So, um, so then I, I get here and, um, and it's beautiful. It's peaceful. Like I'm safe here. It's quiet. And it's a really good healing place. And they love my dog. And then, um, and then I find a job with this amazing woman, a babysitting job because babysitting has always like paid my bills throughout the years Mm -hmm. somehow, miraculously. And she's a year older than me. She relocated to sedona from chicago like maybe in august like not like sh- not like shortly after i showed up here shortly before and um she's the best woman i've ever babysat for in my life like we we do tarot cards like we talk astrology like we totally smoke bowls together and i was like girl like i'm gonna be your friend forever like when your kids are growing <laughs> up we're still gonna be friends <laughs> and she pays me well and she like and I work part time and I'm able to like make enough to cover my basic expenses and she's like you can bring your dog to work you can oh, bring her perfect. So now I have this beautiful job and when I wa- when I'm there it doesn't even feel like I'm working it just feels like we're friends and we're helping each other and this is like my love family and her kids love my dog and I love her kids and she's my she's like my bestie I'm like get a babysitter so we can hang out and go out <laughs> <laughs> Funny. and I meet people on the trails and we talk like we're old friends and now I'm just like wow so this so basically you know my ex like he basically united me with my dog and brought me out west and then he kind of just like took a bow and like exited the stage Isn't, and he still is, yeah
0: it's, in, it's just it's interesting to see how every step when you think it's the end of the world it's always like the catalyst for something better
1: it's scary. It's really scary because I was, I was free falling. I didn't, you know, he literally kicked me out and I was in my car like, what the fuck am I going to do? I just looked at, I just looked at my dog's face and was like, how am I going to take care of us? Like, where am I going to go? And just remember that feeling of panic. Like I'll never forget it. And, and just things lining up after experiencing that feeling of panic was it's like the most magical, it's the most magic I've ever experienced in my life because it was just the most frightening time of uncertainty. Oh, and then here's the best part. Okay. So my ex, he didn't message me for four days. Now, mind you, he didn't know that like this kind woman came to my window and offered me a place. And she was like, I can give you the weekend. I was like, wow, the weekend, all I (laughs) wanted was a night, you know?
0: Right.
1: She's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, you're sorry. I'm like, thank you. And, um, so that was a Thursday night that he kicked me out so so Thursday to Friday Friday to Saturday Saturday to Sunday to Saturday. so Monday afternoon four days later he texts me and says where are you? <laughs> like <laughs> wow not hey are you okay? Not, how are
0: you doing everything oh,
1: right where are you? I was like God like you should die like
0: you you're the worst him. you can pick him
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know my dad didn't like him <laughs> like dude you met my family you looked my mom in the face and you looked my dad in the face and you kicked me out in the street Yeah. he has a son this man has a son a nine year old son like you're a dad like what makes you think it's okay to like treat a person like that like it's one thing that we couldn't get past that but not mean to have, give me enough dignity to like line up my next move
0: but look at how that was a favor and you yeah. didn't even see it because you yeah. wouldn't have lined up your next move
1: no. No, and it was crazy. I was fighting him and fighting him, like, please, let's work this out, please. And I realized that, like, I wasn't really fighting to, like, stay in that space with him. I was really fighting for him to, like, be a better person and to, like, be a better version of himself. And it just wasn't going to happen.
0: No. No, but I mean, but even go back to the beginning of the story where you're like, fuck you, and you got in your car and just started driving. I mean, imagine if you never would have done that. What what would your life be right now if you would have stayed and tried to work things out with Steve? (laughs) Oh,
1: you know, I did. I fought for that and I fought for it. But I had such a hard time. Oh, God. Like I that fell apart because we both finished school and we were both struggling to find work and like pay to cover the rent of that house. And I was warned to not do any of the work that I used to do, like babysitting, waiting tables. I met I met um, a Reiki healer who's really intuitive through Instagram. And she had a session with me and she was like, you're going to move. And she's like, don't go back to doing things you used to do for work. So I went against her advice and I took a job at a restaurant and I was like sexually harassed by one of the chefs in a back room. And it was like horrible and gross and like. Just so it was just the one of the worst things that's ever happened to me, and he was Brazilian too. So and what happens is like I speak Portuguese and I'm friendly and like it get sometimes like I guess and that's the one time it got me into trouble. Like I I was just being friendly and I didn't realize like I wasn't flirting with you. I was being kind because I was hungry and I wanted food. (laughs) And um and it was like a 12 hour shift. I didn't get a break and have anything to eat and I was like on the verge of tears and exhausted. Anyway, so I ended up, like, filing this sexual harassment suit and, like, lost that job. And his dad, Steve's dad. Now, I'm really working on forgiving this. Mind you that, like, he financially supported us a lot while Steve and I were both in school. And and he really just wanted us to be financially independent, which is totally right and not wrong of him. But he just looked at me and he's like, it's a shame you just couldn't go back to work there. And I'm like, dude, you don't have daughter. He has two sons. And I'm like, and that's why you don't have daughters. Yeah. Yeah. I just will never forget that. I'm just like, really? You just said that to me. Like, really? I just remember like, wow, dude, this is not my family. They felt like my yeah. family. And that was the moment that I realized that they're not my family. Yeah. Yeah. And that was such a heartbreak. Yeah. And then it was shortly after that that we got kicked out. And then we were living in his parents' house. We moved into like his basement, his parents' basement. And I couldn't cope. I was like, I have a master's degree. I'm unemployed. I can't find a job. I don't belong here in Jersey. Like a someone like me does not belong in the basement of New Jersey. <laughs> and his family is like well-to-do, accomplished, you know, status, accomplishment, all that stuff. And I'm just like, what am I gonna do? Sit at the Passover table feeling like a fucking loser with everyone? Yeah. Like explain justifying my existence. And so I I left. I had no money. And me and Steve got in a stupid fight one day. He wanted me to take the dog to get his nails clipped, and I literally like didn't have ten bucks. I had, like no money. And I was like, well, let me go, like, sell my blood plasma so I can make some money. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I can't be here because I've never felt more unloved and more uh, misunderstood. Yeah. And then I was just like, I'm, I'm leaving. I packed up my stuff and I left. And his mom cried. His mom was like, don't go. And I was like, dude, I wish that was the response I got from Steve. <laughs> And instead, Steve just left. He just, like, went to his friend's house and, like, left. And so I was like, wow, dude, he just left. So I just packed up my car and I left. And I I regretted it and cried so bad. Like, I wish that I could have just been like, hey, I don't want to leave. I just want to spend a couple nights in my dad's house and, like, get myself in a better place and then, like, figure out how to make this work. But instead, I was, like, so, so beyond my ability to emotionally cope that I was just like, I'm leaving. (laughs) And it really... um. And so I fought for that, and and the more I fought for the fact that, like... I mean, and then I left, and then he was just like, yeah, I don't want to be in a relationship anymore. I was like, what? We played house for three years.
0: <laughs> well, but, but it was time.
1: Yeah, it took me a long time to let that go and accept it. A long time. It took me, like, a pilgrimage to Maine.
0: <laughs> yeah, think of how many people... And, and that was kind of a drastic thing. Think of how many people fight it just because of the like you did something where it was like most people would never do you know? know like fear like they would fight to stay in a shitty relationship because like the the fear of like the unknown future is almost too much but you somehow you broke free from that
1: i did i did and i don't know if that was my choice or if it was part me part life but I definitely broke through some walls and and it was just straight up like people were like, Wow, courage, isn't that? I'm like, no. I'm like, it was madness and like reaching a <laughs> threshold of insanity. Yeah. That pushed me yeah. through. It was not courage at all. It was like I'm gonna kill myself or kill someone else or dig my own grave if I don't do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but you did. That's just I still think um ninety nine percent of the people still Still don't follow that, that urge.
1: It is. It's a powerful urge, and and I know a lot of people have it. And I really took for granted, you know, the fact that I acted on it. It's really not a far stretch to have the thought and to take action on it. But I guess maybe that's me. Maybe it's not a big. Maybe the the distance between thought and action. I mean, it, it was emotionally based decision. So I guess it, I mean, I guess people are just emotionally based decision makers. What I don't, it wasn't that far of a stretch for me, but I mean, mind you that I don't have children and you know, I wasn't married I didn't really like have a, a job. I didn't, you know, I didn't have all the yeah. things that everyone else has that you're supposed to have that define you as being successful and well adjusted and blah, blah, blah. So everyone's like, Oh, courage. And I'm like, actually it was me going insane because I felt like such a failure Like, I just, that was my attempt to not feel like a failure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And now you're in Sedona. Yeah. And what's that like for a crystal person?
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, guess what, man? Like, Denver Gem Show was crazy magical, and now the Tucson Gem Show is coming up. And and this woman I babysit for is like, you can leave your dog here to go to Tucson. And I was like, really? Because I can't take my dog to a Gem Show like that. That's not right. And, and she, and my dog loves her. Like one time we were there smoking a bowl and it was time to go and my dog didn't want to leave her house. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, really? So literally life, life is just like, here, you need this. Here you go. Oh, you need this. Here you go. And I'm literally getting exactly what I need when I need it. And I really just realized that like, wow, I need to like really set my ego aside in terms of goals and planning because when I really, like, make plans and goals based on my ego, wants, and needs, and I attach myself to that, no room for magic.
0: Right. Right.
1: And, like, really being able to sit in that space of, like, uncertainty and that fear of the unknown, that that's like the fool walking off the cliff, man, free falling. That space, that's where the magic happens for real.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And But it's the, it's, it's hard to know when... Is that moment. When is it time for to, to begin a new cycle? When is the cycle played out? I think hmm. a lot of people just stay too long in the old cycle and end up cycling back through the same hmm. Groundhog Day life because they don't yeah. recognize it's time to jump off to something new. Because I guess as we get older, just the thought of starting something new is like, what did I spend all this other time establishing who I am for if I'm now going <laughs> to create so a whole all... new thing, you know? it's hard i know
1: you're absolutely right and um you know there's a feeling of going bankrupt when you invest everything you invest all of yourself and you really attach into the goals and dreams like i you know my ex in colorado like we had dreams we were gonna buy property and build and you know and he he collected crystals and he makes jewelry and fixed cars and built shit and it was just like he, there was more to him than that but i just i just attached myself to this archetype like, oh mountain man he builds and fixes and makes jewelry and stones and i was like i just attached myself to an archetype instead of a human
0: yeah and i like i like what you said earlier about plans about i can't remember the exact phrase phrasing that you put it but just about how like like, making plans is, like, <laughs> like, like a- anti-intuition, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, making plans, like, kills the magic.
1: It does. It really does. I mean, there's definitely, I, I, I already knew this, and I had some, some, like, experience with it, but since getting kicked out in Colorado and since sleeping in my car, sleeping in my car opened a portal inside of me. I kid you not like just such deep gratitude and such deep trust in like invisible forces and like higher intelligence because I was in this parking lot and the sun would kept beating down and I was trying to keep my dog cool. So I kept switching spots in the parking lot to avoid the sun. And then I parked in front of this one place and then she gets out of her car and walks up to me. You know what I mean? Like right. I was sit, it was just like a, I don't even, I didn't even know what I was doing. I had no plan. I was just kind of like, I was just kind of lost and just like bopping around lost, but I wasn't lost. I was exactly where I was supposed to be. I wasn't even lost at all. Yeah. Even though I felt lost.
0: Yeah. And and that just, yeah, I think, I think, I think we, we, there's a lot of, a lot of weight goes into, and this is something I don't think a lot of people talk about, That Mm. when you make plans with other people, and you've been making these plans, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. Like, make the plans, just don't be so, just don't feel like you have to adhere to them all the time. Like, be willing to let them go Mm. when they don't work. But when we we put, we invest so much time just planning a future, you know, with people, that, that when a breakup of that relationship happens, like... I don't, I don't think we take into account, like, the weight of the plans that we've made with those people, because, like, oh that's God. a huge thing that weighs down on you. Mm. That, that it's, it's kind of this thing that you can't touch or see, so it's not really yes. something that gets acknowledged, but I think it is a mm. big thing.
1: It's so true. It's so true. I was like, dude, not only is this person gone but like what about Tomorrowland dude we yeah, were like building yeah. Tomorrowland we packed the car we were like on our way yeah now, now that fantasy has gone too yeah.
0: yeah yeah and I liked <laughs> that fantasy <laughs> <laughs>
1: come on Tomorrowland the car's packed man let's go yeah. what do you mean we're broke down what do you mean you're you're not in the car and like you're just gonna what <laughs> like Tomorrowland was so beautiful <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and you have but to be able to you have to be able to let go of tomorrowland and create a new tomorrowland and i think that's where it's like oh man more plans you know, so I, know. I don't know I was, like,
1: but, I was like but we got the blueprints man i got the, crayons yeah, and the paper yeah. we drew it together Remember? <laughs> we got the like,
0: engineer's stamp and everything
1: yeah we got it notarized <laughs> tomorrowland you know <laughs> <laughs> i know and that's the thing is like the attachment to the visions. Yeah. And the common vision yeah. that you share, there's a lot of invisible, intangible attachments that form that, ha- that get lost as well when, when there's a split. And so there's been a lot of grief. Um, and I actually had to post on Facebook about it. Like, hey, um, so Facebookers, like, because I, I, my emotions were clouding me. Like, this person is obviously has poor character. And he's not, I really do believe that there's good in him. But he has PTSD he was really abused as a child. He just didn't really do his, his work. He hasn't really done his emotional work. He's forty. Like you have to, at some point, you have to commit to your emotional process. Right. But he wasn't going to, and he had his reasons and his fears and his excuses. And I wasn't going to be the one to break through his walls. That's not my right, job. Right. It's his, his job.
0: Those are his choices to make.
1: Absolutely. And um, it was just kind of hard for me to accept that. You know, I, I just became attached to a bigger version of himself that was possible, but a version that he didn't want to step into and I couldn't force him to. And I was even like, I was like, not many women would like offer to, um, after, especially after going through my phone, not many women would offer to say, Hey, I will support you through therapy. Like I'll go to therapy with you. Like, like a lot of women wouldn't do that. And you're still going to sit there and tell me that I deserved worse than what I got. And that like, (laughs) like what? And so, and so basically I had to post on Facebook, like, Hey, I need a mass, mass collective intervention of logic to pull me out of like, of my delusion and my delusional attachment. I'm attached to a delusion of this person and it's totally overlooking who he actually is. And I really needed people to be like, this person is unkind. This person is insecure. And this, and I'm like, okay. And then just the more people that tell me the same thing, the more I'm like, okay, good, good. Cause it's, just, it's kind of embarrassing like the mind knows but the heart is like a four year old that has to like you have to repeat things to it like a thousand yeah, times yeah.
0: <gasps> yeah it has like to my... it has to learn it has to be taught
1: dude my heart is like a four year old that like jumps in the car with strangers that offer candy <laughs> 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 no heart get back here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> don't get in that car
0: <laughs> um, yeah yeah at some point at some point you have to learn the lessons I guess
1: so I, I'm sure there's other stories. I mean, that's just the last like two to three years. No,
0: that, that was that was quite the ride. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I'm glad you've kind of found a place of uh, peace for now.
1: Um, it's been magical. One of my first friends, my dad is such a character too. like I, I have to explain him, but you know we're Jewish and um, one of my first friends out here in the desert, his name is Moses. And, you know, my dad thinks it's hilarious because I taught Hebrew school for 10 years. So I'm like, hey, dad. <laughs> hey, dad, guess what the name is of my very first friend out here. I was like, dad, what story do you know about? What man goes to the desert? And he's like, Moses. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dad. <laughs> uh,
0: so,
1: I know. So it's kind of silly.
0: All signs point to right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> I have to tell you a really funny story about my dad, too. My dad is like, totally not in this world anymore he's just in another world like another dreamy world of like art and beauty and my mom is like so hardcore hustle like get shit done like my dad's like a hobbit and my mom's like a dragon so me (laughs) and my sister joke around like hey so when you're raised by a dragon and a hobbit like what kind of person do you become like i guess we'll find out so (laughs) um so we're like having dinner with my parents and my mom is like hey irving you've got well water, you got to get that water checked. And my dad starts laughing, like, ah, ha, ha, ha. he's like, what am I going to do, get the water checked? <laughs> <laughs> like, just laughs at it and throws it back in her face like it's a joke. <laughs> 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 like, yeah.
0: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: I know. I'm like, well, looks like I'm on my own here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> when it comes to life advice, I'll figure it out, guys. Thanks. <laughs> That's okay.
0: That's okay. That's the best advice, I think. There's no yeah. advice sometimes. No
1: advice. Yes. <laughs> Truly.
0: Because I don't know. I don't know your world. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know your world. Listen to yourself for once.
1: I know. When I do charts for people, I'm, I'm not very much like I'm the expert. I'm like... Listen, you're the expert. I see this, but you tell me how you experience your yeah. chart and how you breathe life into your chart because you're the person living your chart.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. this so that's was awesome. a lot. This was awesome.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. This was this was cool. I'm glad we finally got a chance to talk.
1: Dude, me too. You've, I, been, I was you've so... been
0: appearing and disappearing out of my feed. I know. For, and then I've changed names and you lost me and I know we found each other.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm just love that. I made these amazing connections when I was really in like, when I was just in this Eden, I was in this Eden chapter of my life and I made such beautiful connections. And then I was like cast out of Eden and I was just like spiraling out in this like dark space. And, um, I didn't know how to keep connecting with people cause I just wasn't in Eden anymore. And that was the only way I was connecting with people. And, um, and I had a really hard time, like, finding an authentic version of myself that wasn't totally, um, that just wasn't ugly or didn't feel ugly. And yeah. so I really had to like find my own beauty again, because I didn't want to relate from a place of feeling ugly.
0: Yeah, you had to shed that self-image.
1: Mm. Yeah, this was such a privilege and an honor. I was so excited when I got that message from you. We got back from our hike, and I keep seeing your podcast and your guests, and I'm like. I'd love to be a guest
0: <laughs> well here we are <laughs> all points all signs lead to now
1: i love that <laughs> oh my gosh thank you so much for this is so this is really just so wonderful
0: yeah yeah and i'm sure we'll be talking again soon and i'll be keeping in touch when the rambling days are over and the gambling days are through when my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through if you tell me that you love me i'll be coming back to you